Hi guys and welcome back to the Physiopod and in today's episode we're going to be talking about ankle sprains. I had Matt on the podcast and this is a topic very dear to his heart. He is uh, of the mindset that an ankle sprain is the one thing that he would make sure he would get right if injured. So we're going to tackle that question more in today's episode. Enjoy! Morning, Matt. How are Morning. you doing? Yeah, really good, thanks. Busy week. Yeah, Busy yeah, no, week. I hear that. Uh, but we've taken some time aside to discuss ankle sprains. Yes, I love this And topic. I feel like you've... Go on, sorry, topic, go on. Josh. No, I love this topic, Josh. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. I feel like you've come with a very set agenda. Yes, yes. And I love it. It's it's <laughs> it's close to my heart, really. It's, uh, it's one of the revelations of my career as a physio. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Well, all that to come. Um, so we're going to discuss ankle sprains, right? We're going to have a look at lateral ankle sprains, and then you're going to take us through why you don't leave them alone when yeah. they're injured. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So let's kick off. You wanted to kick off with the high ankle sprain, I yeah. guess. A maybe explain why you wanted to do that, and then also just talk us through what a high ankle sprain is. So I think it's a it's the process of how I approach assessing these things. So if somebody comes in with ankle pain. And um, I'll use the same process every time. And the first, mm. the first bit is, uh, have they broken anything? Uh, and I follow the, the well, well set rules of clinical examination of that. Uh, and then move into, have they got high ankle sprain? Now a high ankle sprain is there's a joint. So that let's, let's describe it. So you've got the two bumps on the outside of your ankle, which everybody mm. knows is the ankle. And there, the medial and lateral malleolus, we call them, but they are they form um, the outside edges of the ankle joint, and just above those bumps on the on the sort of outer side at the front is another joint, right? And it's called the inferior tibiofibular joint, and that has three ligaments around it: one at the front, one at the back, and one inside. All right, and when those three ligaments are disrupted, or when one of those three ligaments is disrupted, it creates a high ankle sprain. All right, so the swelling you get will be higher up than a normal ankle sprain, one that mm. we've accepted as an ankle sprain. And that uh, that higher ankle sprain, that joint, the inferior tib fib joint, tibiofibular joint, is all about rotation. Okay. It controls. Yeah. It has an. It has a, a role in controlling rotation. So if you damage one of the ligaments, what happens is the outside ankle bone shifts two millimeters, one millimeter, three, whatever it is, whatever it is, it shifts backwards a little bit mm. because you haven't got this three ligament retaining uh, structural component to it. And when it moves back a bit, what it does is it opens up the front of the ankle joint itself. So now all of the components of the ankle joint don't can't sit in exactly the same place. So you've lost your structural stability. Mm. And so when people come in, often when people come in and they, they're like, oh, I just keep twisting my ankle. It's likely that you've had a high ankle sprain and it's been uh, missed. Mm. Uh, or you've dealt with it yourself, not knowing it was a high ankle sprain. Yeah. And now you've got this regularly um, 
a regularly loose ankle, which and you, and you it's hard to just rehab. I've done loads of rehab, but but that outside ankle bone has moved back a millimeter or mm. two millimeters, right? So high ankle sprains are really key. You've got to you've got to go looking for them all the time, and then you find them, uh, and then you then you get control of them. And this probably comes into why I'm so uh, interested in ankles being treated properly. Yeah, we we present to people as a as a as a medical bunch. We present to people that what you've got to do is get rid of the swelling, ice it, compress it, elevate it, rest it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually, with a high ankle sprain, what you've got to do is create the absolute best conditions for the ligament to heal. Right? We're not interested in getting over this quickly. We're interested in creating the absolute best conditions for the ligaments to heal. Mm -hmm. right? So if you aim to do that, it doesn't matter how long it takes to get better. What matters is that you've, from the start, from the very day one, you've started to work with the body to create the best conditions for this ligament to heal. What are the best conditions for this ligament to heal? Well, you, it, the swelling is there to splint it. Yeah, The inflammation is there to bring blood in and take bad stuff away. Yeah, right. And that's all part of it. So we can aid the swelling by putting a splint on. And we can uh, aid the blood flow by resting it for a day and then starting to add gentle pressure with the splint on jobs mm -hmm. that the ankle would normally do. So a, a, a five second balance. Yeah. All yeah. done with very little pain, hardly any pain, just a feeling of pressure. Mm -hmm. And what the body then does is it lays down the healing tissue along the line of the ligament where the pressure goes so it takes that information it says oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing i'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be making this ligament as best it can be so mm. i'm going to do that uh, and that's how you create the best healing possible the strongest new ligament possible uh, and and i think there's a there's a difference in medicine people call it scar tissue mm. right well, i don't call it scar tissue i call it healing tissue <laughs> and healing tissue can be manipulated, yeah, can be persuaded to heal in in its best way, or it's or or it can be ignored, and then it becomes scar tissue. Yeah, right. So a lot of subjects there about this sort of high ankle sprain, but also how you control all ankle ligament sprains. Mm. Yeah, but going back to that high ankle sprain, it's um. Uh, there are varying degrees of it. So you can have a, a high ankle sprain where one of those three ligaments has been upset. Yeah. You can have it where it's been ripped or you can have something that is way more catastrophic, Yeah, where all of those ligaments have been damaged. And we, we call that a syndesmosis. And sometimes that, that may have to be, it can respond to being splinted, but sometimes it may have to be operated on to, mm. to bring the ligaments back together uh, and and therefore create the best healing possible. So it can range from a high ankle sprain can range from being catastrophic to um, to a mild sprain. But even that mild sprain treated uh, treated to get rid of the symptoms and not treated for best healing possible.
can leave you with a long-term instability. Mm. I think where I'm feeling from what you've said is just how important it is to then get that looked at. Yeah. Because actually yeah. all of that process you've just described only occurs under the guidance of somebody. Mm. And I think, like you said, if it's so important that actually that process is followed, and obviously we'll come on to this a little bit later in why you don't leave them alone, but if it's so important um, to yeah. aid that healing process at that point, yeah. I guess really you can only do that well with that guidance, right? I think so. I think unless, you know, unless you fully, and I've not looked on Google for what it says about high ankle sprains, but I, but I know that the modern Western way, or maybe it's the modern world way, is that's just an ankle sprain yeah and if you call something if you use the word just yeah on anything just an ankle sprain then you are belittling it almost mm. and and as you say we'll come to the importance of of creating the best healing possible uh, in a minute yeah but the the so that would be the first thing i look at or second thing i look at in an ankle Then Take I'd us move, into the lateral ankle sprains then. Yeah, so then I'd move on to the, the outside ankle ligament. So I, I think there's a bit about strain and sprain, isn't there? Um, and I get confused myself as to which one means which. One means <laughs> muscle. One means muscle and tendon and one means ligament. Um, and I we think can clarify strain, that now if you want. I think I'd have to Google it, you know. But the sprain is probably strain ligament. Is ligament. Strain yeah. is tendon or muscle. Strain is tendon and muscle, good. So... Um, uh, I then go on to assess the lateral ligaments because, you know, like I've said, the importance of this high ankle sprain. I don't want to miss a lateral ligament problem. And then I also wouldn't want to miss a medial ligament problem as well. All right. On the mm. ankle sprain. Now they go from those ligaments go from the the bumps of the ankle, the malleolus, down into the heel bone and the bone in between the heel bone and the ankle. All right. Mm. And um, uh, we we test for them with certain movements, and uh, it's very important to be accurate so you can really isolate those ligaments. And if you if you stray if you if you push a ligament into something into its normal retaining position when it's injured, it'll be painful. Yeah, and then we know what it is. Now there are also some little muscles that cross those ligaments. So when you're doing these tests, it can look like it's a it's a ligament sprain when it's a muscle, right? Because it all crosses a very similar area. So yeah. I always think it's quite important to understand which it is or whether it's both. Yeah. And if it's a ligament sprain, then a ligament has poor blood supply, right? So you don't want to take away all of the inflammation. Hmm. Because that inflammation is there to to bring as much blood supply to that area, and that's what brings all of the cells that bring the the ability to have a good healing. Yeah. But if it's a muscle, then you can decrease some of the inflammation because the muscle's got a great blood supply. Yeah. yeah. If it's tendon, again, it's not got a great blood supply, so you want it to be you want it to have as much blood in there, bringing all these lovely healing tissues and and uh, cells that will trim all the damaged tissue and then and then cells that will bring new ways of bringing that damaged tissue together yeah you want all of that 
Okay, so getting yeah. rid of the inflation. Now, the modern, the, again, modern thing is when I was a junior physio, it was rest, ice, compression, elevation. Yeah. And now they talk about don't have anti-inflammatories in the first 24 hours. Mm. Yeah. So there's obviously a, a, the evidence has improved to say, let's not take all the inflammation away. Yeah. Yeah, because therefore the advice has changed. So uh, deciding whether it's a ligament, ligament or a muscle tendon, that's really key. All right. And uh, slightly different to the, to the high ankle sprain, you, can, you don't need to brace it as much. It doesn't need to be a stronger brace. Yeah. Uh, stronger support. But you do need to get on to um, teaching the healing tissue the best way to heal quite early. Yeah. And that's done by exercise. It's done by really gentle stuff. Stuff that you think, well, that's too gentle. But <laughs> that little movement and that little bit of balance and that little bit of things done in the right way is key. Right? Yeah. So how do you, I think it's important at this point as well to say, um, how, what are some of the best exercises, right? What, or what will the body do automatically? And, I, and you've heard me bang on about this with lots of other joints, but what the body will do with heat, with damaged tissue is it all, it's automatically programmed to let it, um, uh, wrong words. It's automatically programmed to support the damaged tissue. And it does that by using the big toe mm. or turning the foot in or, or it's some sort of internal rotation, flattening the foot kind of situation. Mm. Um, and so we have to make sure that when we're doing balancing, we're not using our big toe, we're making the ankle move. And that way we're teaching the healing tissue. And it's all done in graded elements to it. I think, I think understanding, I think, as you said before, understanding what's going wrong mm. is quite important rather than, rather than just that, that, oh, well, I've strained my ankle again. Yeah. And that attitude probably brings us on maybe to that point then of why do you have this mindset? So as long as I've known you, I think this has always been something that stuck with me yeah. and it's and i remember you saying it and it was you know if there's one injury i want to get right it's an ankle sprain so, so this is, why this is, is when, that the case well this is when uh, i think it, it became even more prevalent when i had kids and um, okay. i was like if my kids got an ankle sprain what would i do I'd be like, mm. i would absolutely Give them a day off school, first of all. Day off school, put the right kind of brace on, uh, put this in place, put that in place, get them starting to do the rehab properly. Because what happens is if you, if you don't allow that healing tissue to be the best it can possibly be, what you end up with is a loose ankle. And once you've got a loose ankle, when your foot hits the floor, there are small movements that take place and your body adapts and tries to control these small movements and then mm. it brings the knee into it makes your knee do something different or your hip do something different and ultimately you're starting to tighten up in certain areas mm. and that tightening up leads to the back problem <laughs> and then uh, a lot of people that you see with mechanical back pain have had some sort of injury 
as a lot of people did in their ankles when they were young. Young, mm. and I can't and I can't find a way to to uh, not believe that 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 looseness of the ankle has part of it is part of the problem. Yeah. And and often we do something with the feet and the ankle. We put them in the right place. We reduce the amount of movement, and then we can create better backs because of it. Yeah. So I see it as a as a if you deal with uh, the contact with the floor, then everything else further up the chain doesn't have to adapt and control and change its own behaviour. And so the chances of further problems, further physical problems, musculoskeletal problems, further up the chain are reduced. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the way I tend to think about it, um, and we were talking about this earlier in the week with some of the physios, is that it's the first thing that comes in contact with the floor yeah. So actually, you know, if that process is right and as good as it can be, you're yep. setting the rest of the system and the rest of the chain up for success. Yeah. But actually the moment then that's not quite right or is quite away from right, then actually the rest of it's playing catch up. Yeah. Yeah. It's re- it's funny with the, when we use the force plate and you see people come in and they walk over the force plate and you look at each of the steps and and let's say the right ankle every step is different the pressure mm. is different in every step yeah and that means the body doesn't know where it's coming or going it's, it's yeah. sort of, I'm, I'm having to control a new situation every single step and if, mm. if you're doing five thousand steps a day well that's two and a half thousand times that the ankle hits the floor in a different way yeah and then that person will end up with left hip problems left low back problems because yeah the interaction between the right and the left foot as they're walking is different mm. right where again we always think of it as my right side is my right side and the left side and the left side but actually in walking the right foot will decide how your left foot hits the floor yeah now maybe that's too conceptual uh, to to get across on a podcast but but if your right foot leaves the floor in the wrong way your left foot has to cope with that yeah yeah i mean i guess maybe a fairly simple example is if you almost imagine when you trip over if you trip on something you don't obviously go through a proper step do you because you've hit the corner of a curb or whatever it might be and then that next step is you trying to control that situation yeah so you trip say for instance on your right foot and then your left foot has to suddenly sort of like land on the floor it's a sudden you know forceful hit you're trying to stabilize that situation and then you just then carry on walking yeah. and actually what we're talking about is essentially that process isn't it but uh, i guess a lot more subtle yes that's it that's it mm. yeah so i as you as you've heard for the last 20 minutes I'm, i <laughs> i'm really keen on treating that that ankle injury right from the first hour yeah you know if you think to yourself well how can a footballer get back so quickly it's that same thing again because mm. from the start yeah they treat it massively right yeah like they come at it and it's not just they don't just shove it with ice they they get stuff going they put mm. stuff on it they, they he's, he's rehabbing in the in the first 24 hours yeah yeah definitely cool i think we did it matt Uncle very Flames, good bosh done Good as always. Good for your insight. <laughs> Hope everyone listening enjoyed. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, mate. Bye bye.
So thanks as always for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then you can find other episodes that we've done at the PhysioPod on iTunes and Spotify. Until then, we'll be back with future episodes and podcasts discussing all the need to know physio topics there are. Until then, take care and we'll see you soon.